just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your day is going well. We're starting out yet another new week. And uh, it's probably going to be crazy like every other fucking week. Of course, we've got the Russia-Ukraine war going on. Russia has pulled back from Kiev and some other places. Left in their wake atrocities. It's been absolutely horrific. Now we're understanding that they're going to focus on eastern Ukraine and southern Ukraine, the Donbass region. And um, they're talking about even this week things ramping up and them going full force into those areas this week. We'll see what's happening. Somebody else suggested that when they win in the east, <laughs> then they'll go back and try to take the rest of Ukraine. Well, they haven't come close to winning shit as yet, so I have a feeling they may have some problems dealing with eastern Ukraine and southern Ukraine. Hopefully the Ukrainian military will stay strong, and hopefully America and uh, other European countries will get them the uh, military equipment, weapons, and ammo that they need, make sure they're well prepared so they can push back on the Russians. Now, if the Russians can't win in this smaller eastern area, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, Vladimir Putin's looking for anything he can claim as a win so he can pull out of there with his tail between his legs and not look fucking stupid or weak. Well, unfortunately, to the world at large, he does look stupid and weak. He's more concerned about the citizens of his own country. He's trying to save some face here. Now, for some reason, Ukraine is able to hold them off and they can't win there. And he's got nothing to save face from. You got to think that chemical weapons, maybe even nuclear weapons, come into play. Because Vladimir Putin isn't one of these people that will admit he lost, even though he's lost. He just ramps it up some more. And if he does win in the eastern Ukraine area, will he go back to Kiev and some of these other bigger cities to try to take all of Ukraine? I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. This shit needs to stop. While all this political bullshit is going on, innocent women, children, and men are being raped, tortured, and murdered. I don't know how it is to be standing on the sidelines in all these NATO countries and just watching this happen. I know there are some limitations that we can do. We're trying to avoid World War III and nuclear war, but Jesus Christ. How many people, innocent people, can we watch being murdered and stand by and do nothing but provide weapons and ammo and military equipment and that sort of things? This is really a catch-22, and <laughs> that's a reference that only we older folks will get, the younger millennials and uh, even probably some of the Gen Xers uh, won't get that. But Catch-22 was a uh, an old movie, and basically what Catch-22 means is damned if you do, damned if you don't. 
and that's kind of the situation America and uh, most of Europe is currently in. All right, let's check with the emails. I have one email to read, and I appreciate those emails. If you have questions, comments, or complaints, please, by all means, send them to me directly. Rationalboomer at gmail.com, or you can go to anchor.fm, check for the Rational Boomer podcast, and then you can leave a voicemail message as well. Now, this one comes from Rebecca. Hi, Mike. Rebecca again. Oh, my God. Content, content making motherfucker. That's a reference I made in the last podcast. Hilarious. You should totally jump on the TikTok merch train and make a few bucks. I'd buy a T-shirt. Thank you again. I want to know what's going on around me, but cannot watch the news again and wade through all the rhetoric. The show was with Ed was great. I look forward to more. Can't think of any questions right now because I just woke up and my brain's not firing on all cylinders as yet. Have a fabulous rest of uh, your weekend. Take care, Rebecca. Okay, Rebecca. First of all, yeah, I mentioned I was having some interactions with my son and I was kind of fucking with him a little bit, as I do. And uh, he was giving me shit by about how many podcasts I were, was doing, one right after the other. And uh, I, I jokingly said, uh, well, that's because I'm a content-making motherfucker. <laughs> and it's just a joke. And she suggests that I should have merch and sell T-shirts and hats. You know, part of me would do that, but part of me doesn't want to do that. It's not about the merch itself. I don't want to be out here trying to money grab from my listeners. I only want one thing from my listeners is to listen. You shouldn't have to pay for anything when it comes to listening to the podcast. Uh, the merch thing, I don't know. I don't know who would want that shit. I don't even know what I would put on merch. So I haven't really given it much thought. I probably won't do it. I may do it down the road at some point, but it's going to have to be the right situation. And and uh, it can't be just a money-making thing for me because that's not why I'm doing this. You know, maybe if we could turn something into uh, getting money to a charitable organization, then maybe we we could do that. I'm big on dogs and animals and animal abuse and stuff like that, so that might be a possibility. But now we've got Ukrainian folks that are refugees now. we got all kinds of things that need attention. And I don't want to just jump on that bandwagon like a lot of people do just to get more followers. I'm not, not into that either. Um, Thank you for your comments about Ed, Rebecca. Yeah, Ed will be back. Ed will be back on a regular basis. It's kind of a nice, actually, it's kind of a nice rest for me because I can do the podcast. Uh, It's fun doing it with Ed because we've known each other for such a long time. It's much easier doing those kinds of podcasts because I don't have to talk all the time. I don't have to carry the whole show. Now, that said, because of the way we started the show, And the way I do the show now, I don't want to replace any of those shows with the shows with Ed and I, so there'll be additional shows. It'll be essentially a different show, but called the same thing, Rational Boomer. Uh, But I'm glad you like Ed. I think Ed is a good fit with me and doing shows. They're going to be different than what you're used to with Rational Boomer Podcast, but I think you'll, 
you'll like those with Ed. And uh, I don't know, I may be recording one with him today, tomorrow, I don't know. But as soon as they're recorded, I put them together and I get them out. So they don't sit around very long. They're usually out within a couple of hours at most. So Rebecca, thanks for the insight. Thanks for the kind words. And I'll pass along to Ed your your kind words as well. All right, we got some stuff to talk about. There's uh, some interesting news out the last couple of days. And the question has always been, will Donald Trump's kids throw him under the bus? Meaning when it comes down to it, if they're pressing charges and there are indictments, will Ivanka, Don Jr., and Eric throw Daddy under the bus because they don't want to be caught up in the mess that is Donald Trump? Well, here's something interesting. Both Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump testified in front of the January 6th committee. After both testified, it appeared that the committee was pretty pleased with the information they got. They didn't plead the fifth. They didn't suggest they were entitled to any executive privilege. They just sat down and answered questions. And that's interesting, don't you think? With all these other Trump fucks around Donald Trump pleading the fifth, not showing up, getting subpoenaed, being referred to the DOJ, and still not talking. It's interesting that Ivanka and Jared just went in, sat down, and answered the questions. Now, then yesterday, yesterday we heard this news story, uh, and it came from Liz Cheney. Now, Liz Cheney came out and essentially said that the January 6th commission has enough evidence to refer Donald Trump to the Department of Justice, refer him for criminal charges. It's interesting on that timing, isn't it? I mean, I know they've gotten a lot of information about him with the 750-plus people that they've already talked to, but they haven't said that they were thinking about referring him Donald Trump himself, to the DOJ until they talk to Jared and Ivanka. So the question is, will Jared, Ivanka, and his kids throw him under the bus? Well, I think Ivanka and Jared may have already done that, may have already thrown him under the bus. And that makes sense, too. Um, First of all, Don Jr. and Eric may be suspects already, whether it be in the money, um, the money crimes or in the insurrection crimes or whatever other crimes. These people might already be targets. And frankly, Jared and Ivanka may be targets, too. But it's different for Jared and Ivanka, though. They are young. They have futures, not to mention They've got kids. They can't do 20 years in jail. They will do whatever they have to do to stay out of work. Now, you'll probably say to me, well, Don Jr. and Eric's young, too, and they have kids. Yeah, but they're dumb fucks, and they're flat-out criminals. Not to say that Jared and Ivanka aren't, but these two are just fucking dumb and dumber. And the only thing you can really do is put them in jail, and that's probably what's going to happen. Um the fact is that Jared and 
Ivanka know Diaper Donnie better than anybody. They know he's crazy. They know he's guilty as hell, and he's going down anyway, so why not throw him under the bus? You remember that Ivanka was said to have gone into the Oval Office twice during the insurrection saying, Dad, please stop this. And, of course, Donald Trump ignored her twice, as well as some other people who asked the same questions and some of the calls that came in. He said nothing and did fucking nothing. He let it happen. He assumed they would be successful. They would overturn the election, overthrow the government, and somehow, some way, Diaper Donnie would be able to hold his position as president. That was never going to happen. But Donald Trump, like his two sons, dumb as fuck, and will try anything, especially when you're in desperation mode, which is what he was at that point and is currently. Now, there's going to be a lot of people distancing themselves from Trump and trying to save themselves. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I thought this was going to happen long ago, probably before the election or right after the election. People are would be saying, oh, shit. This is a sinking ship. I'm not sticking with this. I'm going to save myself. But here we are a year and a half after the inauguration of Joe Biden, and we still have people latched on to Donald Trump. Apparently, they're afraid of Donald Trump. If Donald Trump turns on you, then you lose a lot of supporters. Well, that's starting to change now, too. If you look at the rallies, they're getting far fewer people than uh, what they expect. I think, not the last one, but the one before that, there was about 5,000 people there. They were expecting twenty-five to 35,000 people. People are getting tired of it. People can't afford to keep pouring money into Donald Trump. Uh, these Trump fucks down south don't have that much discretionary money. Now, Donald Trump's not going to stop until he gets all their money. It's a matter of whether or not they will continue to send it to him. At this point, I'd have to say they are. But uh, Donnie's losing his grip at this point. Donnie is uh, having some issues, um, having some serious issues with his popularity. He's, um, I don't know. I don't know that Donnie Trump even knows what where he stands. I mean, it's it's kind of like what we're seeing with uh, um, with Russia and Vladimir Putin. You have to wonder whether or not he's getting all the real information, because as I've said before, as I've said before, you've got uh, people that are scared to death of these people. Donald Trump's got a bad, a bad temper. Vladimir Putin's got a bad temper. And Vladimir Putin, he'll shoot the fucking messenger. He does not care. He doesn't give two shits. If he gets bad news and it's, um, and it's contrary to, to what he expects, he's not going to like it. And people are going to pay the price. And as I've said before, I did this with my father and, and these people with Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin are doing the same thing. They're doing everything they can avoid the wrath of their daddy. And uh, they will lie or hide things. And then you have people like Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin who just don't know 
all the things they should know. All right, next up, let's talk about uh, an interesting situation. Now, I told you that Caitlyn Jenner was recently hired as a commentator for Fox News, which I thought was really strange, given how Republicans and Fox News seem to hate gay and transgendered people. But apparently the money-hungry people from Fox News figured, well, everybody knows Caitlyn Jenner. She was with the Kardashians. People are going to tune in to watch. Well, there's going to be people tuning in to hate, too. Because you folks fomented this hate toward transgendered and gay people. And now you've employed one to give their point of view on your on your network. But let's be perfectly honest about Caitlyn Jenner. Setting the whole transgendered thing aside, Caitlyn Jenner is a piece of shit. She is. She was when she was Bruce Jenner, and she is now when she's Caitlyn Jenner, because she is an absolute Trump humper. She's arrogant and every bit a Trumplefuck. She's very wealthy and doesn't think the middle class deserves anything. He, she's a hardcore Republican. She's all about giving tax breaks to the rich and taking the money from the middle class and the poor people. She is a classic Republican Trumplefuck. She made a run at the California governor's job, which went pretty badly for her. She did uh, what all failed Republicans do after the fact. They go to work at Fox and they uh, spew their opinions and and their uh, their controversies and lies about Democrats and and conspiracy theories and all that kind of shit. She's one of those. She's really a serious fucking conspiracy theorist and a Trump humper. And, you know, again, setting aside the fact that she's a transgendered person, uh, she's still a shitty person. And that goes to what I've said before. You know, we, we talk about how transgendered are being marginalized and hated by Republicans and Trump and such. But just because you're in a marginalized group doesn't mean you can get away with being a piece of shit. It's all about being good people, fair people, honest people, people who understand the truth and righteousness. That isn't who Caitlyn Jenner is. She is truly a piece of shit. Now, you know who hates Caitlyn Jenner more than anybody? <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, she hates the transgender, the gay, and she hates Caitlyn Jenner. When uh, she was running for governor, she basically said, uh, called Caitlyn Jenner a man in a wig, making all these transgendered uh, <clears throat> attacks. She's not very happy about it. She is just not happy about it. And you would think she'd have enough other things to worry about. She's got the insurrection. She's got investigations. She's got no appointments to any committees. She's doing nothing in uh, in Congress. She's up for election in November, and she's probably going to get beat. I don't know why she keeps going into these things and starting shit. You would think she'd have enough problems. Now, Margie's been feuding with Jenner, as I said, since 
uh, she was running for California governor, meeting meeting uh, Caitlyn Jenner. And she's making all kinds of remarks. She's uh, insulting Caitlyn Jenner. She's insulting transgendered folks. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's the funny thing about Republicans or Trump LaFox. They go back and forth on whether they like um, Fox News or not. Now, that's, that's the politicians. They go back and forth whether or not they like Fox News. But the people that watch Fox News, they seem to be entranced by that network. They keep a close eye on it. They believe everything Tucker Carlson says, everything Sean Hannity says. And, of course, Fox News isn't a news outlet at all. They're registered as an entertainment outlet. They don't have to follow the rules of a normal news organization, so they don't have to tell the truth. But when they do get called out and they uh, go to court, they say, oh, nobody's going to believe this shit. We're just talking. We're just opinion makers. And uh, that's how they get out of it. I don't know that they're going to get out of it with Dominion. They're one of the people that are going to be sued. They tried to get the suit dismissed, and uh, they said no. And we're talking billions of dollars there. That might send uh, Fox News into a tailspin. Now, I understand that one of the one of the Murdoch sons, I can't remember his first name, <clears throat> is set to take over Fox News when Rupert, takes that last dive or retires or whatever the fuck he's going to do. He's like 150 years old. He should be out of this by now anyway. And it sounds like this Murdoch son might be a little better. I wouldn't get too excited about it, but uh, he'd like to get the network off the conspiracy theories and the lies and all that stuff and maybe be a better source. We'll have to wait and see if that in fact happens and uh, when it happens. While Rupert Murdoch is uh, is 150 years old, he's like Methuselah. The fucking guy will probably live to be 300, and he'll just get worse as time goes on. I don't see Fox News becoming a valuable source to anybody with any intelligence anytime soon. I mean, it would take uh, a big transition. You'd have to fire Tucker and Sean Hannity. And they are the most successful people on the uh, network, so they would lose a ton of money. So don't don't get too excited that there's going to be any changes on Fox News at this point. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we will be right back. All right, this next topic I didn't want to talk about. I didn't want to give it any oxygen or any time at all, but it seems like there's a lot of people worried about it. There's a lot of information given out, but not all the information is given out. And I'm talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, when this first started, we didn't know where Hunter Biden's laptop was. At least we didn't. And uh, we presumed it was just some bullshit thing that the Republicans were going to do to try to affect the 2020 election. And, and that ended up being true. Um, but as of late, we are now hearing that there is, in fact, an investigation going on into Hunter Biden's laptop. 
So that's got some Democrats worried. Well, maybe there is something to this. This could be a problem for everybody. Don't worry about it. It's a big nothing burger, and I'll explain to you why. I I, I really hate to dignify this story, but it's all over the place, so what the fuck? Now, remember when Republicans were screaming about Hillary's server and her emails? Remember that? Yeah, it's the same kind of shit. They were digging, and they were talking about how bad it was, but you know what they found? Fucking nothing. And that's pretty much the same as what we're talking about with Hunter Biden's laptop. You'll remember that Trump tried to get dirt on Biden from Ukraine, and that's what this laptop is about. Uh, President Zelensky wasn't able to come up with anything for Donald Trump. At the time, he probably would have if there was anything to hand them. But uh, President Zelensky had no investigation because there was no sign of anything that had been illegal. Nothing. So then we started about hearing about this laptop, and we kept hearing these wild stories. First, the FBI had it. Secondly, the Republican Party had it. Then uh, Tucker Carlson had it. Did he send it off and it got stolen and it was some Democratic conspiracy? It was just a big joke because we kept hearing about this thing. Nobody seemed to know where it was. Didn't we have some fucking clown out east claiming to have the laptop? He was just some nobody guy that somehow ended up with it. And that, of course, was a fucking lie. Well, there is a laptop. I will tell you that. Republicans got this laptop in December of 2019. That's almost three years ago. But they didn't bring it to light until October of 2020. Now, why would you do that? Well, it's because they got Hunter Biden's laptop December of 2019. There's no valuable value to them. They started talking about it at that point, getting ready for the 2020 election. But they still had a lot of time, so they kind of laid low on it until October of 2020, because that was the month before November 2020, when the presidential election was supposed to start. Now, there's nothing to it, so they, what they wanted to do is throw it out there, cause some chaos, cause a mess, and not have time to break it down to see what exactly the problem is. Just get that dirt as they saw it out there, which is exactly what Donald Trump was doing with Zelensky. I mean, he told Zelensky, listen, I don't care if there's no dirt at all. Just start an investigation and I'll take it from there. That's how Donald Trump and the Republicans do stuff. They throw shit against the wall and then they try to make it bigger with their narrative. And that's what they were trying to do with the laptop. But funny, they were doing this in hopes of beating Joe Biden in the 2020 presidential election. They had the laptop. They were screaming about the laptop. They finally let the uh, emails and the server go from Hillary Clinton. Um, but nothing ever was found. That's the weird thing. They have this thing for three years. Biden beats Donald Trump, so their little plan didn't work. But now they're bringing it up again. Why? Because, well, we've got the midterm elections and they need something to come at Donald Trump or come at Joe Biden with, 
especially with all this mess going on with the Republicans and the Trump administration and the investigations and the potential indictments. They need something to distract and divert and try to take the heat off of them. But, you know, it's not going to work. Now, Trump did have the DOJ start an investigation on this laptop while he was still in office. When Biden came into office, what he did is he said, look, the prosecutor that Donald Trump hired and appointed was working on the Hunter Biden laptop. Joe Biden did the right thing. He said, okay, you can keep working on it. I'm not going to fire you. You keep working on the Hunter Biden laptop. So Trump's guy is still working on it. To this day, he is still working on it. Joe Biden didn't get involved at all, which says a lot because Donald Trump would have his sniffer in there all over the fucking place. You know that's for sure. Now, this prosecutor has also formed a grand jury as part of this investigation. We know why grand juries are put together. They're put together to supply evidence and witnesses, then the grand jury will tell the prosecutor whether or not to indict this person or these persons, okay? That's the next step. You take all the evidence, you present it to a grand jury, and they'll tell you, do you have a case, and go ahead and send out the indictments. Well, here's the thing. The grand jury has been impaneled. All the evidence has been presented. All the witnesses have been deposed. But no indictments. Nothing. You would think after all this time and all this investigation and a grand jury and all this shit, we'd hear something. But there's been no evidence that's come to light. Nothing that says uh, that uh, Hunter Biden did anything illegal. Uh, any less than Joe Biden doing something illegal. Joe Biden clearly doesn't seem to be too worried about it, otherwise he would have squashed that thing. But he didn't. He let them keep going with the investigation. Let the Trump appointee continue to do it. It's at the grand jury now. They've done everything they can do. Now it's up to the grand jury to say indict or not indict. But nothing has been said. Not one fucking thing has been said. I think this is going to go the way of the Hillary Clinton emails and server situation. They've had this laptop for three years. Republicans had it in their hands for at least a year and a half of that time. If something bad was going to come out of it, wouldn't they have done it by now? I mean, wouldn't it have made sense to bring out some of the evidence from the laptop prior to the 2020 election so they could add to the chaos and the fury and the uh, outrage of this horrible bit of evidence. But here's the deal. Much like Zelensky told Donald Trump, there's nothing there. Anybody who's ever talked about this or looked into it has said that. There's nothing there. If they had something that was worth bringing out and exposing to embarrass Joe Biden or even Hunter Biden, they would have done it by now. The grand jury has seen everything and heard everything, but yet they have not 
okayed an indictment of any kind. This is just a weak-ass bullshit distraction that they're trying to do. And when you think about it, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny because this is all they got. They talk about the pedophilia. They talk about all the horrible things that uh, Joe Biden's administration has done. But all they got is Hunter Biden's laptop from three fucking years ago. That's all they got. Come on. And let's be honest. Let's say Hunter Biden's laptop does have some incriminating evidence that's going to hurt Hunter Biden. So the fuck what? Hunter Biden is a private citizen. He doesn't work for the government. He wasn't given some cake job in the White House like Donald Trump did with his fucked up kids. He has no tie to politics at all. So even if they were to find something on Hunter Biden, it doesn't mean anything. Again, it just goes back to how weak the Republican Party is. This is all they've got. This is all they've been able to come up with. And so far, as far as we know, there's nothing there. It's a fucking nothing burger. But you'll hear them keep rattling on about it. It's going to be interesting to see what the grand jury does. They eventually have to make some kind of decision. We're going to indict or we're not going to indict. Now, if this grand jury comes out and says, we're not going to indict, you can expect to hear all the Trump fans saying, oh, Joe Biden paid him off. Joe Biden did this. And that's bullshit. Joe Biden doesn't have anything to do with the DOJ. He doesn't stick his fingers in that, uh, which is opposite of what Donald Trump did, which is unethical as shit. So it's going to be very interesting to see if anything comes out of it. My guess, nothing is going to come out of it. Nothing at all. But here's what's ironic. All right, let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. But let's be honest. We're worried about Hunter Biden, who had nothing to do with the administration. But at the same time, We've got Donald Trump Jr., Don Sr.'s son, texting with Donald Trump, the president's chief of staff. They're going back and forth from the day of the election to the day of the insurrection. And the whole time, Donald Trump Jr. is laying out a plan for overturning the election and overthrowing the government. And now as we look back in retrospect, everything that Donald Trump Jr. said is exactly what happened. And as I've said this before, I'll say it again, I never in my wildest dreams imagined that Donald Trump or the Trump organization or the Trump administration would have enough wherewithal to come put together some uh, complex plan to overthrow the government. Donald Trump always struck me as somebody who just pulled shit out of his ass and did whatever came to his mind. There was no planning. There was no strategy. But apparently, people around him had that capability. And what we're finding out now is that this whole thing, whether it be the bum-rushing the Capitol, finding fake electors, going to court, having recounts, and doing all these sorts of things— these were all part of the plan, and it was premeditated. Don Jr. proves it. 
in his texts. All the things that happen actually showed up in Donald Trump Jr.'s text. Donald Trump Jr. was part of the plan to overthrow the government, overturn the election. You're worried about Hunter Biden's laptop, but this is nothing, right? We should just let this whole insurrectionist thing go. Let it go. Let bygones be bygones. But we better get Hunter Biden's laptop. You see how fucking ridiculous that is? If Hunter Biden somehow made a billion dollars and it shows up on that laptop, it's still not even close to the criminal activity and the corruption involved with a legitimate party and a presidential administration trying to overthrow our government. That's not even close. If Hunter Biden got a billion dollars and he goes to jail or whatever the fuck he did, I don't care, but I don't think anything's there. We know for a fact that Donald Trump, Eric Trump, Ivanka Trump, Mark Meadows, Roger Stone, Rudy Giuliani, members of Congress, maybe members of the Senate, all made a concerted effort to overthrow this country. There is no bigger story, there is no bigger crime than that. And as long as the Republicans um, continue to tell us, oh, there's nothing there, just just forget about that. But Hunter Biden's laptop, fuck. <laughs> it's almost, it's, it's, if it wasn't frightening, it would be sad or funny because it's ridiculous. Essentially, the Republicans are now in deep shit. I mean, really deep shit. They need the diversion. They need the distraction. So they uh, gin up some nothing burger with Hunter Biden's laptop. And uh, even though it's weak as fuck, they try hard to sell it. They really try hard to sell it. And I'll be honest with you, the Republicans are good at this. I don't know that they realize that this isn't going to work, though. It's just not going to work. This is too egregious. This is too blatant. There's too much evidence. And nobody's ever tried to overthrow our country before. This is treason. This is a lot worse than stealing or lying or cheating. Trying to overthrow the country, that's the probably worst thing you can do in this country. And we have the proof that they fucking did it. Now, I know there's a lot of talk about, will Donald Trump go to jail? I don't know if he will go to jail. I believe he will be indicted. I believe he will be prosecuted. I don't know that they'll ever put him in jail. That's a little unprecedented. I mean, there's a lot of logistics you've got to consider when you put a president in jail. It's a bad precedence. And where do you send this, the, the Secret Service? Do they put him in the cell with Donald Trump? What the, what the fuck do you do? Now, he may not go to jail, but he'll be destroyed. He, he'll be broke, and he'll be penniless, and that's good enough for me. But if you're old enough to remember Watergate, you know something uh, that all the people around Donald Trump and all the people around Richard Nixon back in the day can go to jail. And oftentimes do. I mean, you think about it. You think about H.R. Haldeman. You think about uh, Attorney General Mitchell. Um, and there were several others around Nixon <clears throat> that took the 
took the beating for Richard Nixon and actually went to jail. It's much easier to throw somebody from the administration in jail because they're just people. They're not a president. They're not a senator or congressman. So there's a lot of people in and around Donald Trump that should be getting very nervous and giving up some information on Donald Trump because uh, they're going to spend some time in jail. Mark Meadows, you think he's not going to end up in jail at some point or at least sentenced to jail? I mean, what he did is far less than what H.R. Haldeman or um, Mitchell, Attorney General Mitchell, did back in the Nixon days. And they have no problem putting those motherfuckers in jail. Rudy Giuliani, he could be in jail. So when it comes down to it, Donald Trump may not spend a day in jail. But he will spend the rest of his life in hell. Because as a narcissist, his money, his power, his fame is all very important to him. It's the most important thing to them. And when you take that away from a narcissist like Donald Trump, they are devastated. They are never the same. Because this is where they all end up. They all crash and they all destroy themselves. And uh, even if he's not in jail, this guy is going to be in hell. Especially when some of the people around him, maybe even including some family members, do end up in jail. And once these people realize that they have a distinct possibility of ending up in jail, well, they're probably going to talk. I'll make this prediction for you. Someone from the Trump camp will be in prison well before Hunter Biden is ever entering prison. I don't think Hunter Biden will be indicted and or prosecuted or found guilty. There's a lot of nothing going on on that laptop. Otherwise, we would have seen it by now. Can you honestly say that the Republicans, if they have this laptop in their hands as long as three years ago, they wouldn't cherry pick some things out there if it was as horrific as they say? Throw it out there just to cause problems for Joe and Hunter Biden? Of course they fucking would. But they didn't do that. Why? Because there's nothing. It's like Donald Trump's done before. Just just let's give people the impression something's bad's going on and, and I'll hype it up, I'll gin it up and make it real bad so it makes for bad publicity and then I can win the election. Donald Trump doesn't even really need actual crimes by Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or anybody else. He'll just take those things and the one thing the Republicans have been very good at is uh, controlling the narrative. Telling lies over and over and over again until at least some people believe it and a lot of other people are just fucking confused. That's what they're trying to do. It's not going to work this time. What they did was far too egregious, far too damaging to this country, and there will have to be some accountability for it. There really has to be. I know people are down on Merrick Garland about not doing this or not doing that. He appears to be starting to do some things now, but he really has to prosecute somebody for this insurrection on the uh, upper level, whether it be the Trump administration or Donald Trump himself. That sets a bad precedence if he doesn't. He's going to take all kinds of fucking heat. And uh, it pretty much opens the door for anybody else in the future to do all this shit over again because no one's accountable for it. 
Merrick Garland has to do something to make some people accountable. He's got to do something to deter other people from doing it. Otherwise, um, this country will become a chaotic mess. Merrick Garland knows that. Joe Biden knows that. Everybody knows that. So it's going to be interesting to see what, in fact, they do to, uh, to affect some accountability. All right. Um, what else we got here? Some stupid shit <laughs> by Donald Trump. Um, the Trump White House apparently has failed to disclose accounting on foreign gifts. Now, the maximum amount for a gift is $415. Not sure where they came up with that figure. But you just can't handle or just hand over, no matter who you are, uh, an expensive gift to Donald Trump. Well, do you think Donald Trump got some expensive gifts? Yeah, I bet he has. And since he took those documents home back to Mar-a-Lago, I'm guessing he probably brought the gifts back too. But they made no accounting for it. It's not like he even lied about it. He just didn't mention it. Everybody knows there was plenty of gifts given in his time in office, but he hasn't done any accounting for it. So he's going to have some trouble over that. And did you hear that Donald Trump is starting to back off of 2024 now? And I suspect he will back out of it completely. Not for a while, not as long as he can grift from the possibility of him running in 2024. He's going to keep that going. That's the only business he has right now that's fucking making money. His other businesses are failing miserably, and he's bound to lose them. But uh, he said the other day that, uh, well, you know, I might be held back from running in 2024 because of my health. I don't know, Donnie, could it be that you're overweight, that you eat McDonald's every day and you drink a case of Diet Coke every day? That, Yeah, I think that's a reasonable guess. By the time you're 78 in 2024, you might have some health problems. But the fact of the matter is Donald Trump would only want to run and win in 24 for one reason. I don't think he likes the job. He likes having the freedom to do whatever he wants to do. Um, I'd say he doesn't like the pressure, but he doesn't have any pressure because he doesn't realize what the job entails. So he just fucking sleeps in, watches TV, has dinner, and go to bed. That's all fucking Donald Trump ever did. But I think he understands that the Republican Party is not going to back him in 2024, that he has little chance of winning given that he lost by 7 million votes in 2020. His following isn't getting bigger and better. It's actually tailing off. As I said, even the rallies are starting to get fewer people. Donald Trump knows he can't win in 2024. And he doesn't want to run and take the risk of losing because we know how badly he hates losing. And uh, he would look at that as an embarrassment, and he just won't fucking do it. So now he's making excuses. He's planting the seed. He's saying, well, you know, if my health's not right in 2024, I won't run. He won't say I won't run because I'm scared or because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. He'll come out and say, well, I've got some medical issues that would slow me down from doing the things I need to do, and I want to serve the country at my best, so I'm not going to run in 2024. I know there's a lot of people worried about that. I talk to them every day. 
please tell me he's not going to run in 2024 and win. And I tell people, Donald Trump will not run for the presidency in 2024. It's just not going to happen. There's too many other things that will take him out of that. And one of them will stick and uh, he won't run. It's going to be interesting to see who the Republicans do get to run in 2024. Will it be one of the crazy trump or will it be one of the normal people like Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger or somebody like that? I don't know. The party is being split right now, and Donald Trump is the man that's doing it. And the more he does that, the weaker that party is. It's going to be interesting to see what happens during the primaries. If those people that are supported by Donald Trump actually win and uh, how the Republicans do generally in the primaries. And, you know, of course, they're not going up against Democrats, but it'll be interesting to see numbers of votes they get. The turnout for Republicans, that will tell us a lot, too, because there will be Democratic uh, primaries, too, and we'll be able to gauge how many people are coming out to vote for those. Anyhow, it uh, you can expect a busy week with a lot of things going on from Ukraine to our own government. We'll be here to bring you up to date with what's going on, give it to you to the best of my ability. <clears throat> we'll do a um, show or two with Ed Jones, and that'll kind of take a different tact, but it'll be along the same lines. So there will be good information in that too. So I hope you stick with me here. If you have questions, comments, complaints, send them to me at rationalboomer at gmail.com. You have a great day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.